Welcome. This is the Seek Coach podcast, a podcast exploring the Seek principles and how to live them in the 21st century. Episode 12 Digital Illustrator Vic Gaint. Welcome to the Seek Coach podcast. This is Aftar Singh. I hope you are all well, keeping safe. This episode, we have our first digital illustrator on the podcast. His name is Vic Kent. His artwork that depicts Maharajas and Maharanis in the 21st century has attracted him a lot of attention. He goes by the motto of be fearless, be free, explore endlessly. And his artwork definitely resonates with that motto. Do check out his artwork, which is available on vickgaintart.com. That's V-I-K-K-A-I-N-T-H-A-R-T.com or at vick.gaint on Instagram. So without any further delay, let's catch up with Vic. Let's learn about his journey through art and the challenges he has faced and also where he gets his inspiration from. Till next time, stay blessed. So hello and welcome to the Seek Coach podcast. I'm very excited to have our guest on this show today. He's a London-based digital illustrator and he's putting a modern twist on traditional Indian art. So without any further delay, let's introduce Vic Kent. Welcome to the podcast. Hey man, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing really good actually. That's good. So yeah. Yeah, how's things been with you during lockdown and stuff? Have you been still as busy as ever with your work as busy more busy than i could ever ask for you know like thank god anything you know um worse could happen but i mean it's been very good to me um i'm i'm usually you know being self-employed is it's very um inconsistent sometimes um but this is the most consistent i've ever been within the within the lockdown period and i i guess from the beginning of the year actually as well yes yes the the I guess the the work that you're doing as well is like you don't need you don't you're not tied down to a location or an office. Nah, I I I love my coffee shops wherever I can find the coolest coffee shops. I will go there and I'll sit for hours, man. <laughs> you know, it's the best because the, the environment changes. You know, I can adapt to wherever I am. Um, and I just recently bought this cool little um, a portable cha- a, a mains charger. So okay. if I'm anywhere where there's no plug socket, I need a plug socket. I have one now. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, I think that's a necessity nowadays. Yeah, it's a nice little investment. Cool. So let's dive into a bit of an uh, introduction into who is Vic Kent. So what's your journey been like so far? Um, and then we'll sort of dive into the the coming of age into the digital illustrator. For sure. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. So my stuff is very much a modernization of traditional Indian art. And um, I think myself, so I am, I'm Hindu Punjabi. There's, there's a lot that I probably don't understand about my history and my culture, but there's a lot of culture that I've seen that I love, you know? So I always remember seeing um, paintings at the Gurdwara that I go to or the Mandir, you know, and a lot of these paintings are beautiful and they're so original and, you know, so nice to see because, that's the kind of that that's the kind of raw uh, base of artwork you know that that got our people into like loving that kind of stuff yes but i felt like nowadays people are so in tune with technology and on their phones and constantly you know on their ipads and stuff like that that there needs to be some sort of like adaptation of 
from that keeping that keeping that traditional aspect but mixing it in with like other cultures so i have a big um arabic islamic and um uh, oriental um sort of i guess influence in my artwork and um i try and portray that in the nice in the in the best way possible um for people to just kind of you know enjoy looking at and understand that there's there's this tradition aspect in modern artwork and it's so clearer and it's vibrant you know um so i'm i'm trying to express that in the most in, in a new way i guess so it's really good because it's like um, you're reviving what used to be traditional art forms, but yeah. using the modern aspect to Absolutely. bring yeah. life back into it again and get the relevant yeah. connections. And the it's, it, it, it's, it's bringing life back into it, but also I, I really want to um, uphold showing that there's value in digital art as well. Um, a lot of digital artists or art is actually, um, I guess, seen as um, something that is easy to do because it's used you know um like done using um softwares and stuff like that but um it it takes just as long as as anything else you know so um i really want to uphold some sense of value in in digital art and that it's not just like one click and you're done type thing which i've often gotten in the past i can imagine all right so before we dive into that so what was the what was your educational path to becoming a digital illustrator and was it did you go down a different path first before you sort of veered into the digital illustrating area? So uh, I guess art has always been a part of me. Um, I, I'm very big into my music as well. So when um, when I was younger, I remember um, at school, I was always drawing in all my workbooks, you know, all my, in my English book, my maths book, everything like that. As If it had doodles on it, it was probably me and the teacher knew it was me, you know? <laughs> so um, it, that, that was kind of like, because I used to love watching so many cartoons. And when I was at the library, I always picked up the books that would be like art tutorials, you know, yes. how to draw buildings, how to draw cars and s- simple little stuff like that, which is where the route kind of started, you know, I love drawing. So, um, I have so many of my old workbooks still as well, which were, um, in my old house in the garage and, um, they're probably gathering dust now, but, um, I would never get rid of them. They, they have like all my little drawings and stuff, you know, from back, um, back when I was younger. Um, it's a long time ago now, (laughs) but, um, you know, that, that, that's always part of the journey. And I love that. Um, I guess when I got into digital art, it was just me experimenting with um, some software. There was an old software called uh, called um, Adobe Photoshop Elements. And this was so, li- my understanding of it was so limited. But as I kept on playing around with different photos and, you know, just, you know, playing around with tutorials and watching tutorials on a daily basis, I was understanding and learning so much more. Um, and then I guess a few years later, I was really refining my style um, when being, you know, inspired by so many other artists that I was coming across. Um, so it, it, it was it, it was a nice journey, kind of like just going from drawing into digital art and just finding my love there, you know, for for the digital sort of like style of artwork and what's possible. Cool. So was so did you go to any? any art sort of educational degrees or anything like that mm-hmm. classes in, spe- in specific. And I, I almost feel, I mean, not being an artist, but yeah. I can understand that actually, you know, if you're going to become, if you're going to go into medicine it's quite prescriptive, you know, mm. you learn that, but yeah, how do you learn to be an artist? Cause some of that actually doesn't happen in the classroom, does it? Yeah. 
it's it happens outside of those barriers that you're kind of always trying to break down and create something new because your your perspective is going to be completely different to somebody else's or anybody else's in the past absolutely i i think that is a challenge sometimes you know like being able to be open to inspiration um is is very important i guess when when i when i did my ra level that was very important to me um i did end up taking maths and economics but that wasn't me and i and i realized that pretty quickly you know um i got kicked out of maths and i failed economics and um the only reason i ended up doing those two other subjects was because my parents wanted me to and because my sister did it um and I'm very different to my sister. She's very technical. I'm very creative, obviously, but um, I had that that gene. Um, <laughs> so um, from from there, it's kind of like I knew, like art was always a thing that I got my A's in. I was like, yes, I'm proud of this. You know, I'm happy doing this. This is where I feel comfortable. This is where I thrive. You know, and I feel like having that freedom of expression leading led me to um, actually going to. Birmingham City University um, Institute of Art and Design and doing graphic design. So over there, they call it visual communication. It was a very interesting three years of my life um, because I guess we weren't really being taught anything. There was a, there was a lot of repeat lectures and it was quite a new system at the time. Um, the, the stuff that we were doing, we were, we were doing a lot of self-given projects. Um, so doing our own briefs and having to... Um, research ourselves kind of like try out different things especially during um my um foundation course period which was before my my bachelor's degree um we try i tried so many other things i thought i'd never even like you know dive into but i guess that's kind of where they want you to experiment and build your portfolio and see what what things you like and don't like you know um so I found that I liked quite a lot of typography. Uh, typography was um, something that I just kind of expanded on within um, <clears throat> just like my drawings when I went back to drawing for a little bit and just experimenting with lettering. I think it's a beautiful thing that, you know, um, you can really um, get a point across or a message across with words and letters and how they're actually like presented. Um, then again, from there going into uni was um was very very um i guess uncertain you know i felt like a lot of my friends were telling me oh vic why are you even at uni you can mm. you can be doing so much more without it and in a sense i felt like it did hold me back a little bit you know um but i also got to meet so many friends that also inspired me and also within um within a six week period of me being in my second year of uni I had a moment where I couldn't create anything and it was frustrating for me because I'm there in my in my uh, uni room sitting thinking my parents are paying god knows how much money for me to sit here and I can't create anything I'm hating myself right now but it taught me a very very strong lesson because these happen. This is a part of the journey, you know, like you can't be creating 24 seven, but that was a very um, monumental time when I did the most random thing and got inspired again. And I call it retaining my spark. So I found my spark again. I, I, I was creating so much after those six weeks and I was on a roll, you know, but 
within that six week period, it was scary because I didn't know what was happening. Was I questioning whether I wanted to do art or not anymore? Um, but I watched um, the pursuit of happiness at 6am and then I went for a run and I was, I was back on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the trigger point. So yeah. Like, and it's so random. I, I you know, a very unexpected. That is, that is very true though. I think um, a lot of people, I mean, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform well all the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. but actually, you know, it's like waves ups and downs, ups and downs. That's like, Absolutely. Yeah. So creativity has a cycle as well. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, th- I think it's very vital to have that because you, you learn to grow, you learn to come out of it better and your, sometimes your perspective even changes, you know, on, uh, on that. And I think every time that has happened, my style has adapted and I've challenged myself even more to create something newer and bigger, you know, to make a new mark every time. And I just want to make a very, very important point that, even after my third year of uni, I graduated. However, I graduated with a third. And so I didn't even have a first or a one, two or anything like that. Yeah. And I just want to say for any other younger artists, and I always, always, you know, stress this. I don't believe that we should be graded on our art. Mm-hmm. It's very broad. Like I was in a class full of animators, sketchers, you know, photographers, everything's different. So it's kind of like, how can we get categorized into a class of a third or or whatever? I just tell people I passed and I passed with a third and I'm proud of that, you know, but that doesn't mean that I won't make it in the future. You know, that doesn't relate to how, where I am now. And 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 that's very key because actually art is very hard to explain, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, I know you in your Instagram posts, you post things and you do write about it. Mm -hmm. But I always think, that it's you know we would never understand actually what it means to the artist or what they're trying to get across because it's more than words it's emotions yeah, it's absolutely emotions. it's experience yeah experience it's yeah. all of those things captured but you can only experience it by looking at it and yeah to figure out the pieces but i would i would have a limited perspective according to my own experiences in the art sure, the way sure. i react to it yeah, an artist would you know the depth of it is so deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you grade it? You know, and and I think that's 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 the part of being an artist, knowing that you put something out there and you don't know what response you're gonna get. You know, and I've had many moments of that, especially when I used to do very religious artwork with yes. um, some not ground breaking but things away from the norm and what questions people you know it, it makes them think what if yes. this was possible with a lot of and, the, and and this sort of artwork contained a lot of gods and you know um ideologies that have been fixated in people's minds so for me to break away from that i i often got good and bad reviews you know um and a lot of messages some people who were absolutely understanding and they were you know for me to open them up to an idea, but then others that were very strict on their ideas yeah. and beliefs, you know, which is fair. I think that's when, when I was like, I absolutely accept anyone's opinions and what they, what they think. And I appreciate it. But again, I have to put things out there without fear and put it out there because I believe in it and I made it, you know, it's like, um, it's almost like freedom of speech. Freedom yeah. of art. It's the same thing, isn't it? But I think that is that, that is the funnest part of being an artist because we can just do and say whatever we want. And I mean, obviously within limits, yeah. you know, we don't want to ever offend anyone. But yeah. sometimes that's the thing. I've I've offended people without even meaning to, yeah. you know, uh, with artwork that probably means nothing to do with what they're even talking about. But 
they happened to see something within the artwork that they found offensive or wrong. And I have to somewhat be respectful of that, you know, um, and understanding that there's so many different aspects to artwork. And I think the other thing is that actually um, what is offensive now mm. may not be offensive in 10 years' time. Of course, yeah, yeah. If you go 10 years further, that would be even more offensive. So it's, uh, it's a moving picture, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's always changing and I can't predict that ever, ever you know, but, but if anything, I, I hope that I can just open up people's minds more and make them, you know, um, at least appreciate and understand where a story can go or where it can come from, you know, and what you can take away from it could be hopefully po- positive and help someone through their life, you know, or what they're going through at that time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like I've achieved that a few times actually. That's really good. I think that, that that's. Um, so I guess the other question I was going to ask you as well is that as a as a person who gets commissioned to do work, um, and also I suppose when you're when you're on your journey to becoming an artist, you're obviously creating work just to see and evolve through that journey. Mm. You do sort of all sorts of different things. Was there a part when? you did things to conform to what society wanted you to produce for them or, you know, not being able to choose because you wanted work, et cetera. But you almost feel that looking at your work now, and I think we'll, we'll move on into more deeper onto this after this question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that, was there a point where you kind of drew the line and said, actually, you know what, now I want to produce what I resonate with, mm-hmm. what people want me to create or don't, don't want me to create etc yeah was yeah. there a point when you got to, got to that there point? is i th- you know like <clears throat> if anyone has seen my work and you know obviously going through my instagram there's a big I, I think there is a shift um i used to do a lot of celebrity portraits um and that was mainly because a lot of people were saying oh yeah this person just released a track this person's in you know this person come up with a movie you should do one of them yes and don't get wrong, it helped me because I did get some reshares and, you know, the yeah. peop- those actual celebs reposting the artwork, which was an amazing feeling. That's a great, you know, sign of thumbs up for me, you know, as well as, you know, creating stuff like that. But there's me doing that. And then there's a hundred other artists doing the same thing, you know, of celebs or yeah. say there's, an, there's a thunderstorm or an earthquake that happened and doing some artwork that represents that for people to resonate with and, and use as a symbol for representing that time. But I found that every time I did like a, a, a piece about um, peace and equality or uh, a thunderstorm or some sort of bad thing that happened in the world or someone getting shot or someone passing away, I felt like I was being in genuine creating something like that just because someone passed away. And if I didn't watch their stuff or if I didn't know them, then what's, what's my reason to do it? You know, is it just because they passed away? Almost trying to be on trend and exactly. And, and, and I think I'm, I'm, I absolutely want to break away from these trends sometimes quicker than others. You know, um, I, I don't want to conform to, what masses think that I should make rather keep to myself and actually express what I want to express and what I believe in. But a lot of those portraits back then were amazing because I have a big influence of music as well. I love my old school nineties hip hop R and B and, you know, um, 
the golden days of Bhangra and Hindi music. And so a, a lot of those old portraits were of those artists and those people who I respect. Um, and these people are game changers in their own rights. And I believe that like, so for me to create those portraits, I love that. But then again, there's a time limit to that. And I'm like, from there, I needed to shift. And when I started doing digital royal portraits and the more Indian influence stuff, I brought that back in with the westernized uh, twist. So I did like Drake as a Maharaja, Ariana Grande as a Maharani, you know, stuff like that. Superwoman, Lily Singh. Um, so a lot of love from these people, Jay Shetty. Um, when I turned away from doing what society felt that I should be doing and creating more original Maharanis and Maharaja, you know, to go back to the whole style of Mughal artwork, which was my main first influence um, when going into the whole Indian artwork style uh, and then readapting that into um, something a bit more semi-realistic and cool, you know, and edgy. Yeah. So I think, I think that, 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 that sort of really clearly gives people um, an understanding of the journey that it takes to actually get to that point where you're confident and you want to do something because it's actually genuinely you. Yeah. So I think one of the things, I and, and this is why I asked the question, because I was going through your Instagram and I was seeing all these pictures and I was like, right, so we've gone from celebs to this, to yeah. this, to this, and now bang. Now we've got to a point where if I see something like the way you've created it, mm-hmm. straight away, I would say Vic. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. You've created that unique style, which is you. Yeah. Um, and I think... Because I found my niche. That's and it. I feel like people know me now for, for well, certain well, styles of artwork and they'll know it's mine, you know. And I think that is something quite difficult for people to mm-hmm. actually achieve. Yeah. Well done for doing that. Thank you. And I think it would be, be good to understand how, you know, that journey you mm-hmm. have to go through to actually get to this mogul, you know, Aztec, mm-hmm. Arabic, Oriental, you know, all that music influence. Mm-hmm. And now you've, you've found this and you're like, you know what? this is what I'm going to focus mm. on. This is me because yeah, it just speaks volumes. Absolutely. Yeah. I suppose just to understand some of your mindset, some of the challenges you had to go through to doing that because, you know, it takes hard work to actually find your niche. For sure. Uh, so I, I would absolutely say there's, there's, there's no rush in finding that it's taken me over 10 years to get to, you know, this point of finding this style that I absolutely love and what people recognize me for. So thank God for that. But before that there was so many different turns and changes you know like trying different things experimenting with you know i I think experimenting is 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 very important and being an artist like not fixating yourself just to one thing um and i even know right now with the stuff that i'm doing now where people are seeing maharanis and they know me for creating these very edgy core original maharanis that's i'm taking that idea and i'm running with it as far as i can but then there's going to be a point where that road's going to stop and I'm going to readapt and change to something else. But I'm going to uphold the same level of quality and noticeable aspects that people know me for now, you know? Um, I guess it was, uh, it's definitely a bit of a uh, trial and error process, you know? I very much go with my flow because even when I'm creating a new piece of artwork, if, uh, if commissioned by anyone um, like a portrait, I very much trust myself in what colors I use, what, what um, 
different references I'm using as well, just to kind of get something, produce something more unique. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, that's how I've kind of refined where I've gotten to now, you know, but it's never, it, there has been times when um, certain styles of artwork that I was doing wasn't as appealing as what it is now. Yeah. Now I know that people really love the level of depth and detail that I go into. And I pride myself on that aspect as well, you know, so the next piece has to be more detailed than the last one. And the next, yeah. I have to keep going, you know, keep pushing limits. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that, that process because I, I feel like I'm bettering myself in that, in that way as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, um, it's always a constant process of evolution, really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It always has been changing. It always will continue to change. And that's, of just course. Yeah. Yeah. Change, change is the only truth that we know really. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. So um, you mentioned Maharaja Maharani's, but I know that you've been focusing more on Maharani's in your artwork. Mm -hmm. What is the, what is the reason for that? So I think with, uh, I mean, people see me as a bit of a feminist and I think I am um, because a lot of the influence from Mughal artwork was portrayed as females serving men and not with many clothes on. Um, and in doing that, I feel like it's very, it's kind of like a bit of a downer, you know, and not really showing up females as much as they should be. Um, so I wanted to kind of put them up on a bit more of a pedestal and um, show showcase that these Maharani's are so full of like s strength and pride and individuality. You know, I really want to express their individual flair um, and different sizes, shapes and, you know, skin tones and really like, you know, express that we need to appreciate these females a lot more, you know? Um, so it's nice because for even other females to see a guy creating artwork like that, having, an, having, trying to have an understanding of, of how they feel and their emotions, you know, and try and portray that in a visual way. It's, I think it's, a. Uh, it's something that they can really relate to and appreciate as well in the future. Um, and I think actually just seeing the artwork as well is like what you get is, you know, a powerful version mm. of a woman, not the, you know, the, the sort of weak and yeah. subservient to the male. Naive. Yeah. It's a very confident Maharani. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, when we look back in history, there's so many, you know, strong women, um, leaders and, and you know they always say that you know behind you know behind a strong man is a, is a strong is this queen so yeah yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. so the, the pillar has always been yeah society they've been you know looking after the house and sort of guiding and doing all sorts of stuff but yeah yeah, yeah. imagine like the old school art was always around you know the subservience to mel yeah 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 so i think i think i can imagine why that resonates a lot um, for sure for sure and i've got a lot of female friends and and for them you know i i know what they've been through and you know i i find that at least i'm that friend that they can be very comfortable with and speak to about certain things you know that go on and for me that makes me think do we kind of got to showcase this in some sort of way that is that is not like just exposing everything but yeah making it known that these things happen behind closed doors, you know, and you never know how someone is feeling. Um, so a lot of my most recent artwork is very much about 
how um i think i think based on how most females are forced into marriages and you know being um a certain type of way around certain type certain people you know in the public and stuff um so for them to just be themselves and really show them off as princesses and queens is powerful and they and i th- and i think they really love that as well because they understand that you know um it's nice to see them in that way yeah sure so on the on the podcast as well as like we've had different organizations talking about mental health in the mm. community mm. but we uh, the last one was around domestic violence and abuse sure and it was an organization called seek women action network but mm-hmm. speaking to that organization you know it was an eye opener to still think that you know women are facing a lot of issues around forced marriages and yeah you know the subservience and the sort of you know the the gaslighting and the pressures that they've been yeah. it's still it's still happening till today the, the fact that that stuff even still exists is ridiculous it's just just like how racism is such a thing that has come up quickly like recently because of you know black lives matter and stuff like that there's so much that still exists that we that us as artists and creatives can hopefully change in the future you know like i always a lot of the more controversial artworks that I used to do in the past. Um, and I think I do now actually as well. I always refer to it as illustrating for the future yes. so that future generations can understand what's happening now and when it's happening and why, you know, so that we can kind of hopefully abolish and eliminate all these kind of like stereotypes. Um, especially with the artworks that I've done of females and females being together, you know, um, men and men being together, to normalize that and under and make those people who feel that way understand that I get them as well. You know, yeah. um, I've sometimes got some of the most beautiful messages from people saying that they, they've been in tears because they saw the artwork that I created. And for me, that's like a, that's a, that's such an honor, you know? And I think there's a, so, you know, we mentioned black lives and matter and mm. there's a whole, concept of being anti-racist not just mm-hmm. saying we're against racism so effectively what you're doing for your art form is a visual way of doing that to say i'm being anti-homophobic you know mm-hmm. anti-racist by sh- depicting in fairness you know something that would typically just be a, a man and woman mm-hmm. but you're you're making it known that no it's not just that that yeah. concept but you know there's people out there that that don't have this yeah empowerment of yeah. you know of artists or movies even even if you think movies you know they're predominantly still you know the heroes are white and they yep. you know it, it's breaking that mold yeah but i think you you are so this is one of my next that was my next question is how do you feel about the power of art to represent issues you know political um things that need to change and make that world influence so that's something you you're strongly believing and you're going to continue to do that Oh yeah, I'm I I think I'm only just touching the surface at the moment, you know, like I I always have to remind myself that even if I've done something that is groundbreaking, I've only made a crack. You know, I I have to keep on going because for someone I mean, I guess there's so much that is always evolving and there's always so much negativity that's involved even if there is anything that people are tending to love so much, you know, there's always some sort of negative aspect which we can hopefully just um try and shed some light on and hopefully change some perspectives and 
make it better for for future generations and people even today you know to make them feel more comfortable around certain types of people and be more accepting of those people because you never know like how um how someone's life is changing and what's truly like going on in their, in their minds and you know we're not we're not mind readers out here you know but if we can hopefully represent something for them um i think as artists that's that's our destiny and desire to really like reach out to really like change the norms and i'm i'm all about that right now i'm i ain't i'm i'm we're, we're rule breakers aren't we <laughs> yeah and i think you have to be and that's, that's the thing it takes courage to do that absolutely yeah yeah i've had to have a I've, I've, i think i've had to grow a very thick skin in doing that as well you know because some some of the messages that i've gotten in the past that weren't so nice you know you got to kind of learn to deal with it and keep moving on but also not stop it as well because there is no right and wrong however there's a right way to moving forward at least um and i can't ever step away and step back from something that i've done and represented and then go back on myself and be like no that's not correct yeah. you know i have to i have to back it up always yeah. um so that's why i love doing research before i do any piece you know so that i research and i find out what I really want to represent to make the biggest impact. And almost if you're, if you do that by taking back work or say it wasn't, it was a mistake, you're actually giving more power to those voices that want to stop. Certain yeah. Things Essentially they're, they're winning. Yeah. They're winning. The senses, yeah. senses are winning, but yeah. You know, yeah. And I guess, yeah, that's very important to stand by what you produce. So actually that, that kind of segues nice into the next question, actually. So when sure. you, when you, before you even begin a piece of work, how do you mm. research? What's the process for actually, you know, before you even put that, that artwork beginning on that tablet or whatever mm. you use, what's that process? So I love my music in the background. I either have Netflix running in the background and just not even watching it. I'll just listen to it. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm a big movie fan. So I'd either have something running in the background or some sort of music that relates to what I'm actually going to create. Um, so I love my, like, even just Latin jazz beats and stuff like that, you know, very like chill stuff in the background. Yeah. Um, but essentially if I had some sort of idea in mind, I'd look for references. So I'd look for photographs, old photographs or, um, any sort of design elements that I feel like are nice, like floral pieces, um, uh, borders, anything that I feel like I can implement into the artwork that I'm going to create. So it's kind of like taking, I don't know, 20, 30 different references that I found of any subject, or it can be anything random and just throwing them into Photoshop and making some sort of collage <laughs> and just piecing things together, you know? Um, and once I have that, then I do use a Wacom tablet to sketch um, and actually like just kind of rough it out a structure and positioning of everything, you know? Um, and mainly I love to use references so that I get proportions correct. Otherwise, um, I can't just think of it out the top of my head and then make one arm bigger than the other, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I like to just be proportion correct as well, because I think in, in, in the coming back to Mughal art, a lot of the proportions of the people and the bodies and stuff like that were very off. Um, and I think that was a style and aesthetic back then, you know, kind of like hieroglyphics and how it was very much like flat wall 2d stories and stuff like that were being told. Yeah. Um, and I actually did a, um, a piece called the 10 great masters of all 10 Gurujis 
um, in the in the hieroglyphic style, like the Egyptian style. Yeah. And um, that was one of my most popular pieces back back when I did that. Um, I think I need to bring it back <laughs> and uh, showcase it again. But um, yeah, so th- that's that's the first stage of the process. So I do the sketch work and then I line work. So this is curvaceous, straight, like, uh, I mean, sorry, curvace- curvaceous, clean lines that are made up of multiple, th- like hundreds and thousands of layers um, to build the image bit by bit. Um, and then I go in with colors and I very much trust myself with colors, just very free flow. I have so many gradients um, where I just apply colors and see where it looks good. If it looks good, I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's go with it. Um, so I don't question it. I don't, I don't question my, um, my, I guess, perception on the artwork too much. I just kind of enjoy the process of it. Um, and then I go in with shading. So the process can sometimes take, I can, I can probably do a whole thing in a whole day. That means from probably like 7am to, um, 3am the whole day and then night. (laughs) So I like to work at night times. Um, and I think that's uh, that's a part of, uh, the insomniac artist life, (laughs) you know? Um, and then I go in with finalizing everything with like all the heavy glows and shading and really like, you know, putting it in the whole depth aspect before I upload. So the average art work then how long, I mean, what's the longest you worked on a piece of work? I think, I, I think usually it's between three and three and five days. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I work pretty fast, but I guess when it's a uh, certain client projects that are a little bit longer and larger, there's, um, there's 12 illustrations that I did for the BBC, um, a, f- a couple of years ago. And that took me just over a month to do so dependent on the level of detail and what's required of me then you know i do still try to work pretty fast and uh, as best as possible so i'm not rushing myself either you know because it's very easy to burn out yeah i can imagine yeah but i guess i guess you get better and better the more you do so yeah yeah style and your i, I saw the um the 10 minute time lapses oh yeah yeah they were really good so i mean thank if, you if, the, if you guys if the listeners want to see this it's really good. Just go to uh, Vic Kent's on Instagram, and he's done a couple of videos on ten-minute time lapses. So how many how many hours was that? Ten minutes. So that was over seven to eight hours of recording the screen. However, it was more than that because there's a, also a lot that you don't see me do, like yeah. that whole um, you know uh, first process of research and sketching. Um, so that's a lot of stuff before and there's a lot of stuff after that finalized the artwork you guys in the 10 to 10 minute time lapse just basically see the the, the middle bit <laughs> the middle chunk of the artwork being produced you know um, that's amazing yeah. because it gives um it shows you know that like you mentioned at the start about the people that think a couple of clicks and you create yeah. you are. that just yeah. really, really shows you how intricate the whole process takes you know yeah detail. so the reason why i've been doing those as well is because one yes i want to showcase how how much time and detail goes into these pieces you know um and that it's not a quick easy process that and also just talking over it and talking about my experience as as an independent artist you know the struggles the the, the good things you know how i've been inspired about allowing opportunities and you know being open to like the unexpected opportunities as well to come um 
but people have always been asking me for tutorials and I'm like, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> just, just let me find the time to do it. <laughs> you know, so a couple mm. of things all in one go then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, I think it's good because it kind of, it gave me your thought process as well. Mm. Like, what were you thinking with the inspiration? So, yeah. And it's like, it was nice because it, it was almost like art itself, art in motion. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. we can hear your music that you're listening to or you like, yep. and you're talking about it and we're watching what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, uh, I mean, I, I just want it to be kind of just an, an enjoyable viewing, you know, experience just to kind of like understand where I'm coming from with artwork. Yeah. What I'm creating. Do you think you'll be doing more of those? Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's, um, there's, a, uh, there's a project that I did commissioned by Gurdas Man's team um, last year. And I realized I have some time-lapse footage of the artwork process. So cool. I'm currently working on a video, which will come out soon, um, uh, based on the whole Gurdas Man thing. Yeah, I, I saw that because I actually went to his mm. concert last year. Oh, brilliant. And I, which one did you go to? Uh, Wembley. Uh, the one in Wembley. Nice. So and that I, was the first one. And I looked at the art and I still remembered it because it stood out so much. I was like, wow, you know, that's impressive, that whole stage. And then little did I know is that it was yours. Nice, was nice. Amazing. So you actually met him as well, didn't you? You presented him with... Art. Yeah, I, um, because I was in contact with his, um, with his manager and also Punjab 2000, who, who is the reason why I got that opportunity in the first place. Yeah. Um, I got to meet him backstage and present him with the artwork so that at least he knew who made the artwork for his screens, you know? <laughs> so, um, because I don't think he was aware of it at all because I was only in contact with his, with his manager. Yeah. Um, so that was a great feeling and it was probably the t- fastest two minutes of my life, yeah. you know, just meeting him and not, you know, my Punjabi is not that great, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just mumbling and just like, you know, talking over myself and, uh, yeah. it was an amazing feeling. Yeah. Fanboy. Fanboy. Oh, <laughs> that, and that's the thing, you know, like growing up listening to like old school Punjabi singers, yeah. you never think you'd be in the same place as them, you know, especially, especially one that's so respected, yeah. you know, yeah. one like Gurdas Man, an absolute legend. So, um, I, you know, I absolutely love that moment, uh, of my career. What was his what was his reaction then? What did he say to you then? He 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 like he put his hand on my head, he bowed down to the artwork, and I was just like, Oh my god, what is going on right now? <laughs> you know, he hugged me and it was so appreciative. And if anyone did, hasn't met Gurdas Man, and then I know there was a huge queue there of people waiting to meet him, it was like a meet and greet. Yeah. And um I just I flew by all of them because I was with the media team. So yeah, yeah sick. <laughs> um <laughs> I didn't have to wait hours. But um for anyone who, who does meet him, um he will speak to anyone with the most amount of love, you know, and just genuine heart, which was so nice to hear from him. Um, so, yeah, when when I was there and I saw my artwork appear on the screens and when I was getting tagged by so many people on Instagram of like them seeing the artwork, I was just like mind blown. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a speechless moment. Nah, that's, an, that's an amazing achievement. Yeah. So has there, has there been any other moments where you've met or you had interaction with celebs and recognition for your work that you've done for them? Or? Um, not, not so much interaction with, with, with those people, but um, I've definitely had opportunities that have stood out to me. Um, Naomi Campbell, um, I designed her pop-up shop for charity. Um, it was still paid work. However, um, yeah, so the, the pop-up shop she did for charity and um, um, that was up in Stratford, Westfield. Um, not Stratford Westfield, um, the other one, the one in West London. 
Oh yeah, White City one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I went and saw that. So I got to I got to design the outside of her um, of her pop up shop, which was sick, you know. Um, and that's obviously away from all the um, the Indian demographic and stuff like that. So it was nice to get an opportunity there. I didn't get to meet her, but it was nice that I still got to do that, you know, and showcase that as something that I was involved in creating. Um, and also, obviously, the BBC project, which was based on um, drinking uh, alcoholism in Punjabi community. So um, I got to represent um, illustrations of three um, three people from different walks of life um, and their experience with alcohol, you know, uh, so to try and aware- raise awareness about that subject, which is pretty important. Uh, yeah. So I got to do that, do that for the BBC, which was also commissioned work, which was great, you know, because uh, I think that was one of my first moments of really diving in with um, a high-end corporation, I guess, let's call them, you know, yeah. um, and um, be paid for it. So that was that was brilliant. And I guess the, the purpose of it was really good as well, you know, it's like... Kind of- yeah, 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 yeah. Really expressing something that needs to be uh, approached, you know, so for people to know my artwork and then know that I created those illustrations to represent these people's stories, yes. you know, it resonated and um, I got a lot of good, good reviews from that as well. Um, and some, some of those people who I was illustrating, I ended up meeting and these are normal people, you know, but they've been through this change in their lives because of alcohol and stuff. And um, I got to meet them and they, they loved everything about it and they appreciated that I took the time to really illustrate them in the best way possible. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That is. That's really cool. Yeah. So I know that um, we touched on it earlier around your artwork based on Sikh, Sikh faith. and mm-hmm. um, So how, what was the inspiration um, behind those pieces of art? And also what, what was your reaction from the community? Um, so when I was doing a lot of, of the Hindu gods, which I started first, I think people were very open to it because I guess, um, it's got all the color, it's all the vibrancy, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to look at. That's it. But then when I was doing Guruji's, I had to be a little bit more careful with what I'm putting out because I think a lot of my audience at the time was growing and a lot of them were, were either Sikhs or I guess Hindus as well. And, you know, f- people from all walks of life see these artworks as good things or bad things again, you know, but um, I, I really wanted to like show these gods in different forms and, you know, these Gurujis in, in different settings and very like serene settings, very like calming artwork, beautiful to look at. And that's kind of the idea that I went for behind those. I didn't ever want to portray something historical that was, um, scary or dark or anything like that, you know. So even like one of my most recent pieces I did of my buggo, uh, usually she's always depicted at war on her horse, yeah. and I depicted her um, nearby a stream lake and um, washing her sword with some, you know, obviously scars on her and stuff. So that was a different perspective take on a mo- like she wasn't fighting twenty four seven, you know. At some point, she had to take a breather. She had to take a rest. So I think I think I went ahead with that kind of idea. So it's nice that, you know, um, a lot of people love that kind of artwork. And I had a lot of support from Seek Expo, uh, who is based in America. So um, I also went to America um, about five years ago and did an exhibition where I showcased some Guruji artwork. And 
other um, Indian Hinduism artwork that I've done as well. Wow. So a lot of that was was so nice to be seen and respected by like <clears throat> um, African people and uh, Italians that came to the exhibition and they, you know, everyone was so, so in love with what they were seeing on the walls and just to even, I've got so much footage of people just gazing at the walls and looking at this artwork and, you know, um, I think it, th- those are powerful moments where, you know, maybe they, they saw something in that artwork at that time. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the beauty of like having a different view on um, sort of religious art you know? mm. Mm. because you could growing up you would have seen typical photos or in, like you meant about mentioned about my bug or you know yeah yeah but it's a different take and that different take could give somebody else inspiration and plus seeing sure. it done in a new sort of look which is yeah. quite unique. I think that it, it kind of inspires people to understand. Yeah, yeah. And kind of re- revives the history as well at the same time. And I've always been about peace and equality. There, there, there's, there's quite a few pieces where I've, I've rep, like, I've wanted to illustrate these gods holding hands and I've done that. And that's one of my most favorite, pe- like favorite, most popular pieces. Um, it's called Let's Peace, Let's Peace Together Our World. Yeah. And that piece is, I don't know. I think I think a few few years ago it went pretty viral, um, or when it did come out, it was. It's been a while now, but uh, it's always the most prominent piece that even people didn't even know that I made it. But yeah. when they come across it, and now because of how my my Instagram has been growing, they've realised that it was me, you know, and they're like, "Oh my god!" But it's so funny <laughs> because at exhibitions that I've done, um, I remember doing the um, the Trafalgar Square. Um, Vasaki exhibition and um, I had three pieces there I had um, a Guru Nag Devji portrait that I did yes. uh, Guru Gobind Singh Ji portrait and um, a uh, Maharani Jinth Gaur piece that I did yeah. and those three pieces there on easels and I'm standing next to it like just like like normal just like this with a black top and and my tattoos all showing <laughs> and anyone who's seeing it they're like Oh, do you know the artist? I'm like, I'm the artist. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so it's funny because because often people's viewpoints when they when they see that artwork, they expect to see an artist who is wearing a bug or you know, obviously dari and everything. I mean, I have the dari, but I have tattoos, you know. And so they didn't relate that straight away. But then when when I told them it was me that created this artwork, they're like. Oh my God, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting because again, you're, you're, you're kind of like, you're not that normal type of person, you know, that I guess I, I've kind of like gained my persona now to look how I look and for people to be surprised when they see the artwork that I create, you know, it's a, it's an interesting feeling. It's an interesting moment of uh, an introduction to my audience. You know, the funny thing is that there's probably no like set, look anyway yeah yeah yeah. religious art in the past you know i mean i don't think i can't remember a a a full-fledged sikh or man or woman who actually created sikh art you know i mean there's a i can't remember the guy's name that's done most of the uh, paintings of the gurus you know the um by sobasing was it yes that's correct yep 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 yep. and he never i don't think he wore a turban or anything he just had a beard so you know 
that that sort of preconception isn't there. <laughs> so, I, I, I think that, that that's what it is. It's, it's what people assume they should, that we should look like, you know, as, or because I, I've created a certain type of artwork, they think, oh, but you don't look like someone who could create something like that. But I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> um, especially again, when it comes down to that, the, the female artwork, I don't know whether anyone has seen the Maharani's and thought that, that a female artist has made that, you know, because when they see a normal guy like me, I mean, I'd say normal with, you know, a very softer, soft, soft word. It's just like, I'm not normal, but um, <laughs> we, uh, it's, 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 it's definitely, um, I guess, don't judge, don't, don't judge a book by a cover, you know, it's, yeah, uh, yeah you never know. Sure. But I think um, I've I've done my best to hopefully represent as much as I can in the best way possible. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, looking at those those um, those paintings, they were like uh, they, they were unique. You know, it was a fresh take on how the gurus looked or the, the capturing the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, and that stuff will never go out of style yeah. ever. You know, um, there's someone still even now from uh, Indonesia who still creates beautiful Sikhi artwork uh, a lot of respect for him and he's absolutely killing it you know and that sort of artwork style will always be like um, just so so nice to look at and it will never go out of date but I feel like there's a big big difference between that and digital art you know there's this huge void in between where I don't think there's been a proper mixture of painting and digital yet. There is obviously, there's also something called digital painting. So, but I've never seen someone represent a digital painting of, um, of Guruji's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will you be doing more? Uh, of Sikhi artwork. Sikhi art or Hindu art or... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I, I think, I think that there will be moments when, when I feel like, if I feel like I want to make something, I'll make it. If I'm inspired by something, I'll make it. You know, if I see something that I want to represent within uh, Sikhi or Hinduism faith or, you know, um, in, in even Islamic artwork, I will, I will do it. Um, at the moment, I've, I haven't been able to make much because of the commissions, you know, it's yeah. so busy that I haven't even, my, my Instagram has been slow, <laughs> but um, I always cont- consistently keep, keep my story busy and I keep, you know, posting as much as I can um, with just other, you know, posts and reposting old artwork so that people can, uh, the, the new followers, the new audience can, can, you know, see what I've, what they've probably missed, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, There's, is a, what kind of commission stuff are you doing then? So at the moment, uh, there's a lot of restaurants reopening. So um, a lot of those want to redecorate and uh, have their walls done. Yeah. Um, so big wall murals. Um, there's a catering company that I'm doing a big wall mural for, uh, which is going to be pretty cool. There's going to be flames, there's going to be fire, and there's going to be like uh, all this food flying about and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know. So very dynamic artworks. Yeah. At the moment, a lot of people obviously rebranding as well, their businesses as they're like reopening. So, um, I, you know, taking a lot of branding work on as well. Um, or any, anyone who has them, you know, actually who isn't back at work, um, actually have the money and time to actually you know put into gifts or portraits for their families or friends you know so it's pretty cool for them to uh you know at at least acknowledge and know that they can get something done now 
Mm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a very large variety of different artworks that um, I've been working on for people. What would be your, what would be your dream commission job? Like, what would you like to think? Yeah, I would love to sort of have a go at that. Oh man. What for a company or something? I don't know anything. It could be a company. It could be a brand. It could just be an individual. Or, yeah. or just... I guess I would love to do something for Apple or Coca-Cola or something. Um, and you represent. Featured, you featured like Pepsi or. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I have, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have any of them contacted you? Yet? No, they haven't. <laughs> they but, to contact you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hint, hint, you know. <laughs> um, but. I, you know, I guess you know that Coca-Cola Christmas advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit yeah. of a change now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, but I, I think what, what's fun is I, I, I don't even know where the, the limits are, you know, where I can reach. Yeah. And that, and, and that is that whole thing of like opportunity again, like tomorrow I could get contacted by the, by the biggest thing ever and, you know, um, get to do artwork for them and stuff like that, or get a commission piece come through. Yeah. And um, I just don't know what's going to happen. That's the thing. Like, even if I said that something's my my dream commission to do, I'd say good at the moment, Gurdas Man would have been the one, you yes. know. But then there might some be something that comes across that tops Gurdas Man's piece. That you know, we talk about before is that evolution continuing? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's always there's there, there, there's no stopping point. It's it's mad, but I feel like the dream in itself is a goal for me to hopefully in the future open up a series of um, galleries and exhibition spaces globally um, for younger artists to exhibit their artwork, their artwork, because I've been through the process of putting in grands of money of my, you know, off my own back without any sponsorships or anything like that. Uh, playing doll countlessly you know on you know weekends in and out in and out and um, it's a lot of work to put on an exhibition you know and that's I think that will never never go out of fashion because I mean seeing artwork in person is so much more different than seeing it on your screen you know seeing it large and in front of you I think that's um, that's more immersive. And so I've, I've got this idea of the galleries that I want to create and make them so high tech, you know, with projectors all over the walls and ceilings and, you know, screens flush into the walls, you know, I'm probably giving my idea out now to someone who can actually do it and fund it. <laughs> but, but I'm not worried about that. You know, like I, I really want to try and um, give back these opportunities for like younger eyes who are thriving to like want to grow themselves and show them that they can they can become artists or do something creative in the future mm. you know um any opportunity that i get to go into any primary schools um luckily my mom's a a, 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 a ta who works in a school and i know some people who who also work in um, other schools have invited me in to do like mini exhibitions and speak to the kids inspire them and tell them you know that look you can be an artist in the future if you want to you know there's nothing ever stopping you um if you love taking photos you can be a photographer as a profession you know um and to really be someone that i can hopefully inspire others and the youngsters you know to give them a space where they can show their their creative side then i think that's uh that's that's my 
that's my reason for being here. Yeah, that's very commendable. I think it's very important to give back. Uh, for sure. Like, like almost we stand on the shoulders shoulders of giants that have gone past you know yeah yeah have the baton to then pass on to yeah generation to say right we learned this we learned the hard way yeah uh, here you go start have a head start and yeah something even better yeah um so i, I think that because it's, it's definitely not an easy journey like for, for for learning everything and making the mistakes and you know i mean the mistakes you learn from them is a, it's a great way to to grow um but it's also very expensive <laughs> you know um yeah it's 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 not always easy and clear how to go about doing those things so um hopefully i can i can try helping that sort of way and plus you know it's uh we are, artists have to help artists more you know um i think like now i've been doing something called follow fridays where i'm just showcasing new artists that i come across and people that i feel like deserve more recognition for their talents yeah. you know not just mean and it doesn't matter how many followers I get it doesn't matter where I am you know what I'm doing it will always be me at the end of the phone and be me at the end of a dm or an email it will be me you know so I just want to you know make that clear there's no team it's me and I'm and I'm gonna keep pushing other artists as much as I can and it's like the um I've been reflecting on this quite a lot actually um mm. I had, I had um, an anti-racist consultant on an episode that's going to be released in the next couple of weeks. Brilliant. I was talking about privilege again you know, mm. around this whole movement and Black Lives Matter, but it's a privilege. And actually how, even though we are part of that BAME community, you know, yeah. we have privilege as well. And like you say, if we, if we have had privilege of getting an education, even if we worked hard to get to certain places and being successful, the privilege needs to be given back yeah. to those yeah. that don't have that privilege. And I think it's very important. It's quite like core to the Sikh faith as well actually you know selfless service and selfless service isn't just giving somebody food or mm. clothes but actually the knowledge yeah um, it's probably the biggest thing you can give somebody because then they can then pave their own way yeah that much more easier knowledge is so powerful and that's why I'm doing these videos as well I'm talking about my experience at you know doing what I'm doing so that people can hopefully take something and use it in their own way utilize that and grow themselves you know, a lot of people may may get protective then, like, you know, this is somebody... I know it now, it's all mine, I'm not going to yeah, give it yeah, out yeah. to anyone, it's a secret, it's not yeah. a secret. Yeah. Not but, secret. you know, I, I, I don't know if you know who Gary V is. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. If you know Gary V, then you understand the whole challenging, like, you know, just channeling your inner Gary V and just, like, giving out as much advice and yeah. as you can give, you know, and telling people that they can do anything that they can they ever wanted to you know because these days people make jobs out of anything you yeah, know exactly yeah but it, um, it is it is key that you need to give out as much value as you can yeah and that's yeah. your that is your selfless service because there's no gain for you it's yeah actually, you gained already uh, yeah. having that knowledge you know yeah and now it's your turn to sort of help others yeah um so yeah because I, I feel like that's the only way that our peers and society will thrive you know to give them back some knowledge that they that they can take away you know so that more people are on the up rather than people either standing still or falling you know we can help pick them back up and i see we talked about this in a previous episode with that same consultant about this whole notion about the capitalist economy is to mm -hmm. gain more get more profit bigger house bigger mm. materialistic dream that means somebody else is losing out absolutely yeah you have more that materialism is is 
always going to be something that is, um, I guess, temporary. It's never ending because there's yeah. no, no end to how much material yeah. you'd want to get. Exactly. So, um, what are the what are the main misconceptions about being an artist then? <laughs> <laughs> the main misconceptions. Oh my god. Okay, one is that um, I guess we're hippies. Because when when I say I, I work free flow and I'm very flow with, with with life and all that, they're like, oh, so you're like one of those hippies. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I don't know misconceptions with artists that we don't sleep. That's a, that's a normal one, yeah. you know. And I think it is partially true, but it does catch up to me. I'm getting older now, so it does catch up to me. <laughs> um, what's mis- misconceptions that you've heard? It'll be interesting to know. I guess then I can I, confirm I, it. <laughs> I guess I in my 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 opinion, I always think that artists are like cutting edge of fashion. You know, they they mm. see things that the, the rest of us don't see. They dress cool. You know, they the perspective they have mm. is so different. You know, mm. because they're looking at something with a different eye. Sure, especially as creators, you're. Like you, like we discussed about how you research your amalgamating history and trends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of all these things. So I always think that there's so much depth to any artist, whether yeah. you're a musician, you know, you draw or you paint or etc. There's just so much depth there, and I think that's 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 the main thing I always think when I think, wow, somebody's an artist. I think, wow, I need to tap into some of this mindset and see what they're thinking about. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll be, sure. you'll be, you'll have your you'll have a creative mindset, but you'll also be a part of society to understand where people are at, what is happening, how can how is that going to influence my art? How is history going to influence it? How is my vision of the future, what I want to see? Yeah. So it's it, there's a lot in there. And I think that's... I think you're absolutely right. There's, you know, a lot of my fellow artists, I refer to them as game changers. That's it, yeah. You know, and and they're like, like, what do you mean? I mean, I, I know that's a compliment because we are reinventing, we're revisioning, you know, and taking an idea and turning it on its head, you know, and it still works. And you're almost like, if anything, you know, conceptual artists, you know, uh, even write, I think writers are artists as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Singers, dancers. Yeah. And almost like if you, if you can see it, that's the only way it will become. And so sure. we yeah. go back in history now, you know, we talk about, you know, artificial intelligence is coming, is a real thing now, you know, mm-hmm. all these sort of things about going to space and, and, and what Elon Musk is doing. You know what I mean? These things yeah. have been thought about or drawn about in certain ways. So it's almost like you're, you're guiding a bit of the future with your thinking. Because of course, somebody yeah, yeah. will get the idea and think, right, how can I make that reality? Yeah. I hope so. Because, you know, like, Back when I was at school, I, I remember researching certain artists who are passed away, you know, and what they managed to achieve in their lifetime was like mad. People thought they were crazy because of the ideas they have they had and, you know, the the resilience they had to overcome what people thought were normal and they absolutely challenged that idea, you know and really like changing people's perspectives and minds in a good way. And, uh, you know, 
it's happened to me a few times where youngsters who are in school are now researching me yeah. and I'm like this is madness like <laughs> I feel like that's that's like such a big honor because luckily I'm still alive you know and they can ask me questions and I can give them something to take yeah and that's what's you know like so great about still being here while people are growing and understanding what I'm trying to do yeah. um but that's mad because I mean the, the amount of artists that I've that I've researched and put into my books you know and use these as like reference artists these are like the artists that are like you know that have made history a creative place yeah. and re for us to kind not in a sense rewrite history but also just adapt it to our new age mm. you know and i think that's where i'm at just like really getting into um the new technological technological age yeah for me. i think technology is like that's that's the that's almost the thing that's sort of speeding things up where mm. you get the interaction direct and you can talk and speak and share and yeah engage with people there's so much available to us it's uh it's ridiculous so um how did your how did, I mean, what evolution did your parents go through to understand yeah. this is your chosen path? You know, considering that, you know, I don't know if you were still in that, that, that generational gap where they expected business doctor, you know, this, 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 this Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't like their dream for their son to be a, cre a creative um, artist, I guess, <laughs> you know, um, I think, I think I even broke norms with them. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, my dad isn't too much into it. Um, but my mum shows her love in, in some nice ways, you know, like she, uh, she supports by making sure that all my orders are um, packaged nicely. If I'm sending out any canvases and stuff like that, I mean, I can, you know, big up to my dad he bought me my first iMac when uh back when it came out and um because he knew that I was you know taking art a little bit more seriously which was a nice feeling so um and I still have that Mac today um so I still use it to make some music and all that kind of stuff um I guess for for them it's always been kind of like that thing of Vic why don't you um join an uh an agency and work for an agency but then I'm like it's never been on my mind I never wanted to do that because I felt like if I was to do that I'd get given jobs that I wouldn't love to do like these projects that I, that I wouldn't like and I wouldn't have the freedom that I have today you know to do what I want to make and for me to have to kind of like break away from that and show them that I'm more serious about this for them usually it was about financial stability hmm. um and for a long time i've struggled with that i've never i've never been too business minded i'll be very honest um however i've learned to do that stuff myself now like i've learned to do my own tax returns i don't need a <laughs> an accountant you know accountant's pretty expensive when you're an artist <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly no uh no offense to you obviously i want to do my own tax returns <laughs> you guys you guys do amazing jobs but for an artist i felt like i i understood what how it works then so then i was like okay i can do this myself um and you know i guess there's this whole like years 
you know prior that i was very inconsistent with um commissions and artwork and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i mean i was i was consistent with artwork but with commissions it wasn't really flowing in much Mm -hmm. until this year and last year things really really like went crazy and you know i feel like all that work and time that i put in previously paid off now you know and it's starting to really really like show itself um and my parents are starting to see that which is which is a good thing you know so um yeah it is something that i feel like um there's other parents who i guess are more modernized and are open to their kids doing you know creative jobs and you know there's so many makeup artists out there these days and so many um you know photographers and videographers out there these days who are also up in it so it's um there is a level of acceptance there but there's also that level of still wanting your daughter or son to be a doctor you know or something of the sort it's mainly that the old that that thing around you know the credibility in society around Mm -hmm. marriage and all that sort of stuff i think that's still yeah because i guess parents want to tell their (laughs) the others that oh yeah my son and daughter does this you know I still get that. I, I still get that. I mean, like, I guess they won't, they, they won't big me up, big me up much to myself. But then when someone come, comes over, they'll come in and show them my wall and be like, Oh, Vikram made this, you know? And I'm like, yeah. I did. <laughs> Don't worry. When that, when that Apple commission comes in, I'm sure. That yes. <laughs> yeah. It'll be amazing. But you know, like the, those moments of glory when like the, the, the commissions from BBC and Gurdasman and all these other things happened. They were they understood that this is going somewhere like it's like those, you know, good. those key milestones. This sort yeah, of, yeah. These mini good. milestones are, are amazing. That I see them as wins for me, and you know I, I think they're going to continue. Exactly. I think like we talked about earlier is that cycle. You know the creativity mind blocks and stuff. Mm. It's the same thing when you're doing hard work. You may not necessarily see the fruits already, and nobody asks. And that's the time sure. where you got to validate yourself, thinking, "Yeah, yeah, I know what the long term vision yeah. is." But I know. like not not too long ago, I I designed six denim jackets, and I never knew that I could even do that. And yeah, I put these it. denim jackets up for sale, and they sold within a week. Yeah, I, it was mad because they. Yeah. One of the things I liked about those because they it's something you wear. Yeah, it's really really trendy. And you put your artwork on there. But in addition, you put motivational quotes and all these sort of things that resonate mm. with people, you know. Mm-hmm. And we kind of moved into that creativity space where you got things like Depop and sort of um, mm. see where people want to get be unique. They don't yeah. want to wear the typical Gucci's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's wearing it. Um, yeah. yeah it was and, it's a, and it was very, uh, I think it was a nice, fun break away from the digital art working on illustrating jackets you know drawing again because i i used to love drawing so i think that i knew that i still had that in me you know so i could represent my maharanis on these jackets and do these set of jackets that are so unique and individual whoever bought them felt like they could wear it with pride you know and um they absolutely did and i you know i appreciate anyone who did buy those jackets and you know they Take care of it with your life. <laughs> There's only one of each. <laughs> I can imagine the, you know, people asking, where did you get that from? Where'd you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean? I still get asked today, even if I'm, I'm making more. Yeah. And um, there might be three more coming, just saying. You know. <laughs> You're going to have to auction them this time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually did want to do one where I want to put it up for auction for mental health. Uh, but for in doing that, I wanted to 
I really have to think about what I'm going to illustrate on the back of it. You know, um, I want it to be very powerful. For I think that's, um, that's such a cool thing because mm. what you're doing is your, it's meaningful art, mm. but you're creating it into a product, but then it's the purpose is to raise awareness or something. So yeah. you're combining exactly. all these things to make this amazing social venture kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Did you think you're doing more of that goods clothing and stuff, or is it just experimenting? Um, I, th- I think I will continue with the jackets for a bit. Um, at the moment, like with clothing, I have tried to, you know, launch a clothing line in the past and I, I wasn't really happy with it. Um, I think that was just kind of like something that I tried out, you know, putting my artwork onto clothing, but I realized why am I trying to sell something that I wouldn't wear myself? You know, um, a lot of the time I'm just out, I'm very simple. I just wear plain blacks and, you know, grays or whites and stuff like that. And I'm very expressive more in terms of my artwork yes. rather the way I look, I have my tattoos and my, my simple clothes, you know, and that's what I like. Um, and I think, um, at the time when I tried to do the, um, the, the clothing, it just, it didn't feel right. So I, I let that go for a bit and then, um, the jacket seemed more more fitting. Yeah, yeah. Um, they look they look really good. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Want to check them out. Check your Instagram account. So just I wanted to talk about this one thing, right? So I saw something about you creating Delhi street art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So how how did that happen? Like I think I, I was trying to get my head around this concept, right? So yeah, this is India, Allahabad. Yeah, yeah, Allahabad. Yeah, and, and you're creating you're creating you're cre- you've created traditional Indian art. But yeah, one twist on it, but then you go back to India to, to draw it on. on yeah, you know so, I mean? so yeah, yeah, it's it's like a full circle thing. Yeah. It's it's so funny. Yeah, no, um, I I was approached by Delhi Street Art, who are a organization in India who work with local artists to um, to bring color back to the walls of India. Okay. Um, so there, there's actually images on my Instagram of how these walls used to look. Uh, they had all these posters all ripped up and stuff, you know, looked like it was like post-war type walls, you know, um, just vandalized to an extent where you can't even see the concrete anymore. It's just got loads of posters and, you know, other things on them. And um, so I didn't go there to actually do it myself. I would have loved to, and I did ask if I could, but um Essentially, they asked for my permission if they could, you know, use my Maharani's art, my Maharani artworks. And these are some of my most original first Maharani's that I ever created. And um, within two weeks, it was painted on onto those those places. Just it's just on the back of Neni um, uh, train station okay. walls. Um, and when I saw it, I was like, I, I basically woke up and. Uh, to a FaceTime call from the actual uh, organizer. Yeah. And um, he called me and he showed me the wall behind him. And I was like, <laughs> what the, when did this happen? <laughs> so uh, it was a great feeling for, for me. The way I saw it is that my artwork is now part of the earth, you know? <laughs> so no matter how many times something gets painted over it, it's there somewhere behind it, you know, and it's, it's living there. So um, it's a nice way to see it. And, um, it, it was definitely a, another moment where I felt like mind blown, you know, so you've uh, not seen it physically yet. I haven't seen it physically, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do have family there and I do have some, some followers who are from there who have sent me pictures. Yeah. So, um, it's been nice to see it. You know?
no. I'll have to I'll have to check it out next time I go to Delhi. Yes, for sure, for sure. Take me with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll so um, all right. So I think we're probably coming up to time now, but I think it's really important to sort of give some advice to the budding artists out there and listening to this. What for would sure. your advice be for them um, from your experience? So I would say to any artists out there, um, don't be afraid to put out what you believe in. Um, be fearless express yourselves to the fullest and love the process of being an artist. It's, uh, it's the most um, amazing thing that you will ever do and being able to create and put out something out there that you believe in, you know, uh, be genuine uh, with it and be, um, be open to inspiration. I always say that. So yeah. Um, trust yourself, trust your instincts and um, be, stay consistent. <laughs> consistency okay. is, is very important yeah, yeah it's important isn't it but yeah the, the grafting I, absolutely I, I saw these words that i think you you wrote but it's um an article um barking abbey school i think you visited yeah 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 my it school said, it said be fearless be free explore endlessly yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i said that kind yeah. of like sums it up isn't it yeah absolutely i agree no i i, I that that was great when i um i I went back to my old school 10 years ago. Uh, sorry, after 10 years, uh, after being there. And um, it was nice to see the new people, the new pupils who were taking art, you know, for the A-levels and being able to present why, where, I've, where I've, you know, gotten to since then. Um, and so I, I hope I inspired them. <laughs> no, I'm sure you did. It was a very positive article. <laughs> for sure. Um, all right, so... Where can people find you um, online or see your work? Where's the different places that they can, they can see it? I am super easy to find. I make myself very, very accessible. Um, so Instagram, Vic.Kainth. Um, and my website is www.vickkainthart.com. Um, I am also on Behance. So if anyone doesn't know what Behance is, it's a, um, it's kind of like the LinkedIn for artists. So <laughs> behance.net forward slash Vic underscore Kent. Cool. And I guess they, if anybody wants to commission you contact the same way, drop me a DM or drop me an email. I'm very, very easy with that stuff. Cool. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll get all the links and put them in the episode details anyway. For so sure. People missed that or the spellings, etc. They can access. You. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, so it. So I just yeah, wanted to you. thank you. I think this episode has been really, really interesting for me. I've learned so much more about artists and how digital sure. spaces work. And, you know, yeah. just hearing about your journey so far, I wish you even more success in the future. And um, thank you. Thank you. I, think I, I resonate with, you know, the, the way you, you're being bold with your art and it's meaningful mm. uh, and, you know, yeah, wish you all the success. And uh, I'd love to have you on, on the podcast in the future, you know, whenever for sure another milestone you want to celebrate or another sort of iteration of your journy to see where you are. And what you're for doing. sure. You're always welcome. Back. Yeah. 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 But, um, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate it. Any, any opportunity I get to kind of like, you know, talk about what I do and inspire others. And obviously for you to take the time out to, you know, um, kind of get an, get an insight into um, my life. You know, I think that's uh, thank you so much for that. Yeah. No, the podcast, the, the meaning of the podcast is to just create a platform, which then helps others who want to get into this area, but also people to, to raise awareness about different, um, yeah, you know, different careers and open, like you said, there's, mm. there's a generational gap and there's awareness of 
um, the new new areas that people can be successful in. And you know, yeah, yeah, the passions really allowing people to fulfill their purpose and passion and find their niche, as you say, for sure. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, no doubt we'll catch up. Thank you so much. But um, take care. Of course. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Seek Coach podcast. If you found this episode valuable, do share with your friends and family and do give us feedback. You can email us at theseekcoach at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Just search the Seek Coach podcast and follow us on Instagram at theseekcoach. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed.